0: Welcome to episode 88 of the Unstoppable Podcast with special guest, Cheryl Barr. My name is Dan J. Gregory and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answer to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm excited for this episode where we continue the New Year Transformation series and focus specifically on how you can create financial transformation and finally get what you want financially in 2017. So far in the series, we've looked at how you can create radical life change with the seven steps of the law of emergence with Derek Rydell in episode 86. And in episode 87, I took you through a profound philosophical musing about discovering what you really want in life and in 2017. Both episodes are a must. Listen, today we talk money. Money plays a major part in the new year goal setting process and creating improvements in this area is usually high on the priority list. And right now is the perfect time to make a decision to make a change. No matter what your present circumstances are, everything that you are experiencing right now at some level is what you are unconsciously committed to. But the good news is that you can change your results in any area of your life when you make the conscious commitment to do so. I've spoken about this at length on the show, and you may argue with me and say you're already trying really hard. However, your finances won't improve until you improve, and if you're in business, your finances won't improve until you improve your business. It all starts with you. And I have a very special guest with me today on the show who is here to help you understand the changes that you need to make in order to achieve what you want financially this year. Our go-to financial expert today is Cheryl Barr. Cheryl Barr is a business strategist, mindset coach, and communications expert who has built two six-figure businesses that enable her to work from anywhere in the world. Over the course of her career, she has specialized in helping her clients to identify and overcome the money blocks that hold them back from achieving what they want to achieve financially. Her programs support entrepreneurs to create consistent income and become thought leaders in their industries. With a background helping some of the world's largest businesses to get their message out into the world, Cheryl also helps her clients to create an effective online presence using high-impact marketing and PR strategies to build their passion-based business. Today we're focusing on the financial side, but Cheryl out there in the world is often called upon as a guest speaker, whether online or offline, to offer her practical advice across many different areas to participants at some of the Leading summits and organizations and events around the world, such as the World Domination Summit, and her work has also been featured on the likes of ChrisCarr.com, The Roots of She, She Brand, and A Year with Myself. Now, Cheryl was originally due to appear within the Money Mindset series last November, but unfortunately, our first interview did not record properly, so we got back together again over the Christmas period to bring the goods for you this January. So, here's what we're going to cover in today's episode. We're going to look at how to discover your unique strengths so you can unlock more of your personal power. We're going to look at how to understand your money personality so that you can use it to your advantage. We're going to look at how to identify and overcome the fears that are restraining you financially. And we're going to look at how to effectively set your financial goals so that you can achieve what you want in 2016. All whilst understanding some very practical techniques for clearing the money blocks that hold you back. This is a very practical episode and it's going to help you get clear on what you want to achieve financially and how to remove the financial blocks that could stand in your way. And I don't know about you, but I'm personally ready to hit my financial goals and experience the fruits of my labor in 27. How about yourself? Let's do this. I want to give a big welcome to Sherald. It's an absolute pleasure to bring Sherald to the show. Let's get into this. 2017, the year of financial transformation. Bring it on. Cheryl, welcome back to the Unstoppable Podcast. This is round two. It's uh, my pleasure to introduce you to Cheryl Bar. We uh, we had it. We had a, an interview several months back um, for the Money Mindset series, but uh, as fortune or fate would have it, the, um, the the recording was lost. So we are back. round two to bring the goods for this January transformation series again focusing on financial transformation so Cheryl it's my absolute pleasure to reconnect with you and an absolute honor to have you on the Unstoppable podcast welcome.
1: I'm so thrilled to be back and it was a pleasure doing it the first time and we had a great time so let's do it again.
0: We we did have a great time I (laughs) I, I took loads of notes actually so I'll try and find a way to to clip those in to um into the show notes of this episode so people can reflect if we miss any of the things that we talked about last time, because I'm sure uh, we'll, this conversation could go in all kinds of different directions. So uh, as we said before the show, this, uh, this episode is going to be about financial transformation, but to give the listeners a little bit of context, it would be wonderful to hear a little bit about what you're doing right now in terms of your work, and then we'll take a deep dive into the journey that's taken to, taking you to where you are right now. So if you'd just introduce yourself really in terms of your work at the present, sure. and we'll, we'll we'll dive into the journey.
1: Yes. um, Thank you. I am a business coach uh, and I have been um, an entrepreneur, let's see, since 1996. And this is my second business. Uh, First business was a boutique PR firm and we represented healthcare technology clients, Microsoft and others, global ones and startups and went through the dot-com bust. Um, And then in let's see, 2010, I let go of PR and started this second business and uh, wanted to work directly with people Mm -hmm. instead of representing products. So I um, work primarily with women entrepreneurs who who are struggling to find clients and make consistent income and I help them do that. And then now in 17, I'm going back to uh, where are really where I feel like my mojo is the strongest <laughs> cool. and I'm going back to money and mindset because uh, I'll still do business coaching, you know, with some uh, private clients, but I am really focused now on helping people get what they want, whether it's financial or, you know, their are a, a relationship. I'm not going into any of those kind of specifics, but I'm going to really talk about. Um, in, in this next year, I have a program and a book actually, so I can talk about that. I, I don't think I had the book done when I talked to you last, awesome. but the book, yeah, the book is called reach for more and it's, uh, double your confidence, slay your insecurities and make more money than you've ever thought possible. Wow. And who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I am thrilled because I'm going to pilot a a class in March and, you know, and then take it out externally. But the book will come out um, into February, the book, and I'll uh, start talking about this. So it's really uh, to help women, um, you know, really claim what's theirs from a self-worth standpoint. And it can be anybody actually, not just women. But it's really exciting. I'm excited about this new direction this year. Wow,
0: wow. I'm excited to learn more about that as well. So, um, before, before we get into that, let's, uh, let's take a little bit of a deep dive into your background in terms of where it got started. And I know you said the, the first venture you went into was the, the, the PR boutique. But uh, what originally inspired you to go into business?
1: Well, oh, that's a good question. I remember we talked about this. I, um, I, you know, I didn't want to be a doctor's wife. And I married my second husband, John, we married in 1995. And, um, you know, this is kind of where my money issues come up, because I am very fiercely independent work since I was 16, like my own, you know, financial stuff. So I, I really wasn't ready to just like, not do what I loved anymore. And so I started that first business as a freelance PR person. And then that business grew. And um, because of my dream, and I wanted to work for a bigger company, I'd done a hospital. Um, I was a PR person and spokesperson for a hospital for eight years. Yeah. And I was ready for some big league work. And that's what happened. I ended up working with Microsoft and. That business was, um, you know, at, the, at its heyday, I grossed uh, half a million dollars. Wow. And so, um, and then I got to the point where um, I was ready and got feedback from my team. Actually, we were doing a lot of personal uh, assessments and personal growth around our skills and who we were. And they said, we love working for you, but we hate the work. And we think that you should work directly with people. And it was like that was that sort of blew my mind. And that was the first hint of, gosh, I, you know, I'd like to work with people. Well, that's a good idea. So, so that's how I got into coaching. Wow. Um, and then I've been uh, just growing, uh, doing my own personal growth work, and and then following, you know, what really has inspired me, and that and that just never fails to keep me going, um, and learning and growing and help other people. So I think that's my, my focus now is serving in that capacity to help people get more of what they want and understand how to stop, you know, blocking themselves from doing that.
0: Great. And uh, there's lots of great conversations we can have around that in a moment, but uh, there's one thing you talked (laughs) about just there. Actually, it's it's a fascinating topic. Uh, And some of the work I've been doing on myself perhaps over the last three or four months is really taking a deep dive into what my core strengths are, my unique abilities. And it sounds mm-hmm. like at that time you went for a bit of a process yourself with, with uh, not only yourself, but with your team in terms of identifying those kind of core strengths and abilities. And, and for me, it's just an area of, of huge fascination at the moment in terms of really identifying those kind of leading skills that, that, that you, can, you can grow and develop. What kind of work have you done in terms of what, what process have you gone through to really hone in on what your kind of special source or, you know, core core abilities are?
1: Well, that's a great um, – I like that question a lot. I think everybody – and I'm glad you're doing this because this is where our power is. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, if we can just not compare ourselves to somebody else, which is happens all the time, mm-hmm. so – don't do that. Yeah, You're yeah. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Um, and the, what you want to do is what I, I had some more ahas around this. I did, okay, this was back in like early 2000. I had my team, there were five of them, do Strength Finder. And then we did Enneagram. Mm-hmm. It's E N N E A. GRAM and there's free assessments online. That's really powerful. That's a personality profile. You self-select out of nine types. And that is really fascinating. So we did that. We did um, insights. We did um, archetypes because I got certified in organizational archetypes, um, which was interesting. But the thing that I found the most value, and so did they, was um, and I didn't see it at the time, but in this second business, I was able to look back and I was kind of doing, I'm really interested in what did I do that worked and why did I do that? How did I manage to do something like that? I hired my weaknesses. Oh, great. And only, you would never know this if you didn't know what your own strengths are. Absolutely. Okay, so I... I, my strengths on the Strength Finder are activation, so I'm like a major act, action taker. Mm. That's how I learn. Uh, woo, this is another one that I've been actually trying to amp up. This this year we'll do more of it. It's called When Others Over. It's a high relating skill. I love that Marie Forleo has that too. Yes. <laughs> that, it's just, uh, and then strategic, uh, self-assurance, that looks like confidence, and... Gosh, there's one more. Um, Oh, significance. I call that my middle child complex. (laughs) Um, I want to be significant. And what happened, but that allowed me to see that if I, you know, you never want to hire people like you and have many me's Mm -hmm. because you need to have them doing things you're not particularly, that don't come easy to you. So these, my team was like analyzing. Um, They would do the things I couldn't do. So that was the first big aha and the second thing is now, um, I want to be doing more podcasts, more online video because people tell me, wow, you're so relatable. I feel like I know you and that is that strength. Mm-hmm. So knowing, uh, what you know about yourself and then just, you know, cause in the beginning in 1997 or so, when I did that, I didn't quite know, well, how do I work with these? You know, what do I do? Um, but I, having had that awareness, then let me to understand later, which is the change, you know, the uh, transformation model. And then I can take action, which would be to be on more podcasts or do more video on my blog, um, to to be out there more, so that um, i I am using that strength. Absolutely. so so that's how I would recommend people do it and just begin to see, and even ask your friends or peers where where does this show up for me? How do you see this? Because what my team did, I they did a like a three hundred and sixty like um, on me as part of a um, a workshop I was going to go to, and then and that was really profound. Wow! You know, because I, I really had not known that at all. So
0: that's powerful. I think. The 360 evaluations and assessments are so powerful. In my corporate career, I, I use those an awful lot. But since coming out as an entrepreneur, I've not really had the same opportunity to do that. I had large teams so I had a large sort of sample size of people where I could get real quality feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my best shot now is perhaps to put it out to some of my podcast listeners in terms of what do they see on the surface. That we have. You
1: know, here, here's what you want to do. Yes. Um, what like when Dan is, here's a great question for you. And this was, um, this assessment I did came from appreciative inquiry, which is a strength based approach to working with organizations, teams, right? And the idea is you say, when are we at our best? So when, you know, what is, you know, when is Dan at his best? What do you see as his greatest strength? Um, you know, it's like a peak moment. And then for you, it's like, Think of a time when you were um, just at your best, when things were flowing, and you, you know, did. And one of my experiences is I helped launch the tablet PC, and we were the only vertical industry invited to the horizontal launch wow. of Microsoft's tablet PC because we had such buzz going in the healthcare business. They they were saying, "Why aren't you there?" <laughs> and so I got to go. But that was a peak experience for me because we played full out and um, did a did a lot wow. to get there. So anyway, so when you know that's something you can ask them. Um, you know, what do you see as Dan's greatest strength? What's your favorite thing that he does? Um, anything like that?
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, one of the one of the reasons I started looking into this, is, and actually one of the. I'm sure we'll touch on this in the financial context in a moment, but um, one of the things I've really learned from a lot of the guests I've had on my show is this piece around really tuning in intuitively to the way you feel rather than trying to think your way you trying to think your way out of problems and what i what I learned to feel was that some of the things I was doing in my business just felt out of alignment I didn't feel like I was on the right necessarily one hundred percent on the right path of what I was doing and um this this kind of exploration around my strengths showed me that actually how much time was i spending on, on these key areas using these key skills and it wasn't as much as it should have been and i think that was part of the piece around being out of alignment but tuning into that and i know we can probably explore the same sort of uh, approach when it comes to, to financial transformation in the moment but that was a, that was a, a really transformational piece for me at the end of last year 2016 when I was really reflecting on how I want 2017 to look at how much, how I want to spend my time uh, to effectively uh, be be more effective in terms of what I do, but also to get great satisfaction and fulfillment for what I'm doing as well.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really important. And and it is so key to follow your energy. Like, am I energized? Am I drained? Um, And just because we're good at something, this is the real stickler. Um, And it's hard to give up some of those, but it may not have its luster anymore. And I know for me, that's why I'm going into following my energy this year. Awesome. What gets me excited? What do I want to speak about for the next couple of years? You know.
0: Awesome. So let's take, let's take a let's take a, a deep dive now into um, financial transformation. And um, what I'm keen to start with, really, Cheryl, is um, when did this become an area of interest to you? And what was there some defining moments in your own financial. Uh, life that that, that that caused you to explore this area further
1: there was uh, thanks that's a great um, I love defining moments because that's you know where we live our defining moments out you know um, so good or bad so that's why it's important to know what are you living out yes. <laughs> what do you believe <laughs> yep. um, so uh, there was a defining moment I was in uh, this was uh, in between uh, business number one and two where I was finding my way. I was uh, recovering and I was in grief uh, from my losing my younger brother and so I went into Martha Beck. Uh, I wanted to work with people, as I said, and I could not uh, take on Case Western Reserve to get a master's. I'd been accepted, but i you know, just wasn't in a position to work full time, go to school and grieve. So I toned down everything in my business and um, f- uh, started about 18 months after he died, looked and found Martha Beck. And then I took her life coach training. And then at the very end, um, Martha said, let's talk about pricing. And uh, everybody, there were 15 people in in this training, and they just, everyone kind of freaked out. They just had some money issues uh, asking for, you know, the value of their service. And so I didn't have the exact same money issues because I'd just come off making all this money, right? Mm So I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to have any problems here. And Martha said, well, why don't you teach a money class? And I said, okay. She said, teach them a money class. So in classic, Style, I went off and read seven books and nice. <laughs> made a made a class and gave it to them, And one of the women just had a major transformation. Wow. I mean, selling their house, moving, realizing a lot. And I thought, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is, goes to your point of following what feels good. And I started uh, teaching back in two thousand and eight, seven. And then eight. So I've been doing this since. And then I made uh, Smart Women Love Money. And then I changed it to Smart Women Make Money. And it's a digital program that I have. And I've had men in my program. So it's not just women. I just think women have a lot more issues uh, with money than men do, um, or different ones. Anyway, so that's the history. And I've been doing it ever since. And I've learned by having amazing women have transformations and just noticing what kind of stuff comes up and that's been my own little petri dish so to speak Mm. and i have great stories that you know over the years and it's just really been fascinating wow so
0: i've got got a bit of a two-part question for you so sure Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: the first is obviously i know you've created some real financial success within um, the first business which led to you creating the second business so uh, the first part would be what are some of the um, the money beliefs or mindsets could you have that enabled you to create that financial success and then the second part um, is really what uh, financial breakthroughs have you had along the journey um, since that moment which has enabled you to continue to, to grow
1: financially yeah, thank you. Those are good questions. Um, so the first one was, what was the mindset that allowed me to do this? Because this is where I see there's a lot of uh, beliefs out there that cause the upper limit, as Gay Hendricks mm-hmm. talks about. Um, and th- there will be families, uh, and I've ha- one of the common beliefs out there is uh, people like us just can't make any money, or people like us can't save money that's a real one that had a story with it and therefore they spent every cent they made right Absolutely. um but there's a lot of issues there so I realized uh you know when I first started making that kind of money um I was making like 30,000 a month uh, you know this was gross for my company and I had people working with me but I was making more money than I made 45,000 in my last corporate job so now here all of a sudden I'm making these huge you know Mm -hmm. and I just had to figure it out nobody taught me how to do business I was just kind of trying to figure it out as I went and so I didn't have the upper limits I was kind of always amazed at at how much was coming in so I, I and I didn't have that so I think that that has led me to create this new program I'm you know, creating because I have different money issues. They're just not that. Yeah. Like, uh, there's no limit to really what you can make when you're an entrepreneur. And if you have a dream and you're you're gonna, you know, do it no matter what. You're willing to do what it takes, even go through hard stuff. You'll do it if you believe you can do it. Mm-hmm. So I believed I could do it. See, and. Because I didn't really want to be a doctor's wife, right? So I wanted to make this work. And I had no, you know, in the beginning, I wasn't clear where I was going. I just followed what felt good. And wow, here's the thing, too. I think you and I might have touched on this. I walked through my greatest fears of being ready and being an expert. I had other issues. (laughs) (laughs) like um, I am not trained in PR, okay, I was slightly phobic about writing. Now, all of a sudden, I'm writing for Microsoft and these things are going worldwide. It's like, good God, you know, and you're afraid of writing. So I plowed through my fears. And one of the things in my book, we have a chapter called Entering the Cave. And the, there's a great Joseph Campbell quote, which just is my favorite of all time. It's the cave. You most fear entering has your treasure. Mm. So if you're on the path to your destiny and you go through the fear, I am convinced that the, the rewards are beyond your wildest dreams. Honestly, that is my experience. Wow. And i have just, it's sort of mind blowing. So, you know, go cl- as close to you ca- as you can. But too many people give up. And they don't believe. There's there's sort of one foot in, one foot out. Well, I was two feet in mm-hmm. and diving the cliff. You know, I was. I think I I have a a blog about uh, drinking from the fire hose. And I had never done a trade show. And then all of a sudden, I'm. They've invited seven thousand people. They've created their own trade show at Microsoft. And my boss says, "Have you ever done a trade show?" And he's real southern. And I said, "No." And he he says. Oh my God, you're drinking from the fire hose. (laughs) And I mean, I just about fainted because I was, (laughs) I was like, Oh God, it's my worst fear, but I did it, you know? And I did so many of those things. So I've learned not to be afraid, Mm. just do it, you know? And yes, I'm always afraid (laughs) that never goes away, but I do it anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple (laughs) of really powerful points there and, you know, what I'm always looking for with these interviews is is this, the, the very subtle underlying beliefs that create the real power that enables you to create those results. And that piece around um, you know, entering the cave is so so powerful. You can just imagine being in a situation where you know fear comes up, but the, then you associate the fear with the path towards the treasure. And then the other piece around going two feet in. You know, one of the other guests I've got as part of this transformation series is a gentleman called Derek Rydell, and we were. Ooh. we used a, um, uh, an analogy of a flight a plane in flight and we we, we, we uh, said that a lot of people are kind of circling the airport they're not taking off they're just
1: oh I you know, love that uh, you
0: know they're taking off but they're not heading towards the destination they're, they're not committing they're not going all in so this piece around committing and going two feet in is so so important and one of my themes for this year in 2017 is you know because we live in a world of opportunity and uh, yeah, one of my natural strengths is actually one of my weaknesses as well. One of my natural strengths is my ability to solve problems. But what, what, that, bring, wow. what that brings with it is I see opportunity everywhere. And that, that brings it, you know, that's why it's a weakness because it, it can cause overwhelm. It can cause confusion, overthinking, yes. overthinking. Yeah, it's an innate skill and ability. You, you bring me a problem and I will... Inevitably, find a solution to that problem, no matter what it is. I will find something. Wow. Something
1: yeah. So, for you, it's focus. Yes, yeah, focus, right.
0: exactly. So, that's, yeah. you know, here's an idea of flying around the airport. I year. I've, I've done. I've done a few laps in my lifetime. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, one of my commitments this year is just to really narrow down. You know, we were speaking offline about my experience in the Eastern culture and studying some of Eastern philosophies, and it's really about simplicity and focus, and that's something mm-hmm. that I'm really going to take with me. So I, I hear you when you say going two feet in, that's, that really resonates. And I think for the listeners listening to the show, thinking about 2017, that could be one of the most important lessons they could learn at this early stage.
1: Yes, is really t- – and here's, here's what I found. Um, let me tell you, this new program uh, – You know, I'm going to write it um, here in the next six weeks, you know, begin to outline it. But the book is really the program. I just have to put this stuff in it. But one of the things that I've noticed, okay, is when, so how do you get clear? I I want to give you some, is this an okay time to give your listeners some tips about how to do 2017, how to knock it out of the park? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's say financially. Okay, so first step would be to get clear. I see a lot of people do not know where they're going. Okay, now, caveat, when I first started business number one, didn't want to be a doctor's wife, I didn't know where I was going. So I had to follow my energy until I did a project uh, for an advertising agency that had technology involved with it. And I just thought, wow. This is very cool. It was very beginning of the tech bubble, right? The tech kind of time. So I followed my energy until my vision became clear. And then it was boom. I got it. Okay. So that's, if you don't know, just follow your body energy. What, what gets you excited? Then you get clear. You say, how much money do I want to make? Um, I already have a, a dollar figure for myself, 218000 And it's in the book uh yeah we just and I want to work part-time so that's that's a lofty goal so um so what the next thing is okay so then we penciled out what do I need to do to make that money okay so I have things that have to happen for me to do that and I'm clear about what that is okay so then that brings up a lot of issues so once you say to somebody like okay first time i decided to make ten thousand dollars a month that that really made me nervous that was edgy that was like didn't feel didn't feel comfortable and that's the that's what you want is where it's not it's realistic but it's not comfortable okay and uh then I did it from that moment on because that you set an intention and you work backwards to figure out what do I need to do? How many clients do I need to have to make that happen? <clears throat> so that's the first step. Then it is going to bring up your beliefs. Do I believe I can do this? Um, and this will cause the have one foot not being in with the other, two feet in. Um, so you've got to see what scares you. What is it about that number that makes you um, nervous or that you don't think you can do it. And it might be that, um, oh, let's see. I'm Okay, here's here's the other piece. So it's going to bring up stuff. And then I think one of the next chapters is, what are the negative associations with having what you want? Mm. Okay, so even me, it's it's like, can I do this and not work all the time? Can I really work a certain amount of hour and take months off to go and travel? That's what that's what the plan is. Yes. And create more passive income here now. And so the natural thing to come up is that I'm gonna to have to work too much, I won't see my family. I see this all the time. Yeah. This is a sabotage strat that right there is this will sabotage you doing it. So you want to out OUT any fear, any negative association you have with getting what you want. Mm-hmm. And you need to work with yourself. Your your subconscious mind is what we're talking about here because it doesn't want you, it wants to, to, you know, to keep you safe. It doesn't want you uh, stressed and whatever. And if you're afraid, it will not have you do that Absolutely. thing. So make a pact, make a promise how you're going to work it out with yourself And that no, you don't have to work all the time. You're going to be, you're going to do this and you'll do this and you'll do that and you'll take, you know, certain days off, you'll systematize, you'll whatever. So then, um, if you find you've got a block, you need to clear it. Um, And I love EFT, emotional freedom technique, just tapping out um, if you've had a bad experience with money um, and money shame, and if you've, haven't forgiven yourself, any of these things are going to block your progress. Um, And because their thoughts are a vibration, which caused you to take action, and we're energetic beings. So you really want to make sure you are neutral and not in a low vibration, because the tone you emit, the energy that you have, is what you're going to get back. So... It's a little woo-woo there, but that's the idea. You clear it um, with, I would say, EFT. Brad Yates is a great uh, person. Um, Margaret Lynch, um, Carol Look. There's a bunch of out there who have EFT around money. So you clear that and try to just always stay. If you notice you've got fear or stress or anxiety, those are negative emotions. Tap them out. And I've been doing case studies with uh, clients do, using this. And it's unbelievable. Um, you know, and I, that'll all be on my site probably in the next month. But it, it works. This just gets you, It's it, you can imagine that it's um, a barrier, a fence in front of you. And if you just keep clearing your energy, the gate will open. Mm-hmm. You walk through it. Then until the next time, clear more. Because you you will never not be challenged in business, <clears throat> so so that's it. And then, um, you know, going all in and um, not letting anything stop you, like doubts and fears and all of that. Um, and I think that, that that should help people right there.
0: Awesome. So one thing I want I'd like to, to explore further into you talk about money, shame, and forgiveness. So, in the context of this conversation, around thinking about two thousand and seventeen, you know, some people may have come out of two thousand and sixteen uh, financially not not as uh, financially um, successful as they'd hoped. They may have had some challenges. They may have had debt. They may have had you know unexpected circumstances that led them to having below what they expected to receive. Um, so now this is a unique opportunity where. You know, we have we have the pen in our hand, and we can create the design for 2017. What sort of advice or, or what experiences have you had in your your life, either, either personally or with your clients, in terms of making a real shift in terms of financial performance, even if even in the face of particular challenges?
1: Um. So what sort of shifts have I seen or what would I recommend people do if they have shame or they, they weren't as successful as they wanted to last year? Yeah, well, How do they clean that up yeah, maybe?
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, we were talking offline about forgiveness and, and shame. Um, I think for a lot of people, if they, if they've, if they've been in a situation where they've carried debt, it's very difficult for them to see a bigger picture in terms of what's possible for them. You know, a lot of limitations come from the past rather than what's, Real in the present or in the future. So, what uh, what kind of processes or advice would you give someone who is um, uh, is kind of stuck when it comes to previous financial performance?
1: Yeah, I think that that is a super question and one that I'm actually. Um, when you and I talked last time, I told a story about uh, how I lost. Uh, a significant amount of money in my first business, 96000 mm-hmm. And when I say I lost it, I never got paid right. for work that my team performed. And it was, uh, I started, I'm actually writing a blog about it yeah. <laughs> today. Because I realized after you and I talked that I had not forgiven myself. I wasn't overtly or consciously mad at myself. And when you and I talked and uh, you were sort of surprised that how I just put my head down and kept going, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, this is a, an annoyance, annoying thing. I'm being papered for a year and a half with attorney letters, um, because this client of mine went bankrupt and, um, I never got paid. So I had to pay my team 45,000 for, for their months of work. And my, 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 guilt or my, uh, let's see, I'm forgiving myself actually today. Um, and I'm writing about it in here. I'm just writing it down that I forgive myself for not having better boundaries, for not requesting, for not stopping, for not working. You know, when I wasn't getting paid to just stop working, um, they, I had trusted them for a long time year and a half, maybe it had been two years, never had a problem. So, um, but they didn't, they won't declare bankruptcy. They were one of those .com bust companies, startup companies. So for me, I'm going to write it down. And I also realized that when I was, before I started school, I, um, took some candy from a store and that was a super traumatic experience for me um, really traumatic. And I never tapped that out or I never forgave myself. And those are two things that I realized I need to clean up. And I think that we all need to clean up our lives because you're exactly right. We will live out old stories of how we're not good with money. Um, and that is just simply a story of what was at that moment right? That is not, I learned from mine, trust me. Um, I don't work unless I'm paid in advance (laughs) now. And so that's the good news. So write down anything that caused you to feel shame and guilt or anger at someone else who also might've lost money, your money, whatever. So you want to write it down. I'm going to put it in a bowl and burn it and let it just go, let it go. Because I will probably tap it to make sure I get it out of my body on those acupuncture points. So I think if you didn't do what you wanted to do, go back and look at how did you do some amazing things last year? Mm. You know, what were your successes and what could have been better? But don't bring the past into the future. Mm. Clear it. Um, Mom, dad, anything that's happened with money – um, just see if you can clear it because you don't you don't have to be that person. I have had um, debt issues where I don't like debt and um, I say if somebody's got debt problems, this is a biggie. you you make a pact again with your subconscious mind because like debt and me is like my re- reptilian brain goes on high alert. Yeah. I feel, I just freak out over debt. I don't do well with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so, when I've had it, I just made a made a promise to myself. And I, uh, when I joined a, a, a mastermind and, and paid, you know, twenty eight thousand dollars, I had it that year. And so, I made a pact. I um, got some interest free credit cards for eighteen months. Um, moved it off my American Express and made a, a plan. And making that plan helped solve, you know, that reptilian brain on high alert. And it it literally, I we celebrated big time. I took my, I remember I took my husband out to dinner and we had a fine bottle of wine and that was done. You know, so I, I just think that if you've got debt, make a plan. It doesn't have to just say, I learned from it. I'll I'll never, you know, I'll take from this lesson what I need to do in the future. And that's what's important. Don't make a story that it's blanket. Like, I'm I'm not good with money. You know, if you have that, clean it up now. Because that's blocking you. Mm. Any of these beliefs block you, or fears, or shame, or forgiveness that you haven't forgiven yourself so so that's how i'm gonna uh do it is is burn that paper release it this is a great time of the year to do it and then um, go up to brad yates i know i put it in my smart women make money for him the other day he's got three or four on shame guilt forgiveness around money
0: wow Awesome. So one, one of the things I think we talked about last time was uh, we, we you, know, you talked about clearing the energy, but you also spoke in terms of the physical space, in terms of developing uh, clearer and cleaner energy in, in your life. Could you elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the other part of clearing, because in the middle of this program, Reach for More, um, once we identify, like, let's say you get crystal clear, next thing, You've got negative associations. So you're going to work with yourself to fix those. Then you all these fears and beliefs are going to come up. So you want to clear them. And the other thing that's going to block you is uh, clutter. And I break it down. There's digital clutter online. You know, like um, email. Um, I was getting. I had a thousand in my at the height in my uh, inbox until my team hijacked it, took it over. <laughs> help me because I mean, it literally was overwhelming me. So uh, that's clutter. And then the maybe the way you're keeping files, like I promised myself this week, I'd clean up my desktop, not have all these files all over it, because it drives me crazy again. And then then there is mental clutter, which is the beliefs and fears. Um, You got to get clear on what it is that you're thinking. And believing about yourself because, again, you're going to – that you will live out. That's what we live out. So then the third is physical clutter. And last December, I did a massive clean-out of my office downstairs. I literally – I think we wrote about this in the book. I wouldn't go down there because there was piles here and there and I had piles of books and old files so I spent a month and just in 15 minute chunks because I couldn't stand doing it for more than that so I spent a whole month like just pulling folders then I shredded and did it did everything my my office downstairs is like zen space now it's unbelievable I made more money in my business than I've ever made that month now the real thing is the law of prosperity, there there are real universal laws. The law of prosperity says that when you clear what you no longer need or find beautiful or use, you open, the universe will come in and fill that with something you want. So if you're clear, like I was on that 10,000, well, I made more than 10,000 that month last year, but I was real clear um, And I had a program open, so but that was I'd never made that much in that month, Mm. so slow December. So anyway, that's that's what I would say. It really works, and I've got a client now in California, and she's making cold calls to build new business, and she's up, uh, let's see, forty thousand over last year new business right now. By doing exactly what I'm telling you. Wow,
0: wow! It's funny just as saying it, but yeah, I um, mm-hmm. one of the questions I ask my clients in in the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program is around, you know, if, if you were to create the dream solution for your your prospects or your uh, customers, what, what would that be? And I was just thinking as you were speaking. <laughs> If someone out there listening to this is a specialist in coming in, clearing a physical environment and digital environment, you would be my ultimate friend because yeah. <laughs> you, eat it? you know if you could just come in and take a look at all my digital stuff. If you just look at my computer, just down to you know where my files are structured on the laptop, my emails, the bookmarks. I think if someone, if I could just give that to someone and it comes back spanking new with everything organised. And then in my physical environment, the same thing. It would be the most perfect solution. Okay, so here's
1: <laughs> the thing. I'm going to sign you. I want. I mean, I know you're not home right now, but when you maybe you you work on your digital. Mm-hmm. Just I want you to pick one little thing that isn't a big thing, and just see how you feel when you fix it. Absolutely. Like for me, it would be clean the desktop off, just drag those files over to the documents, (laughs) stick them in there, you know, or just organize it. So that would give me that feeling of like, okay, I'm ahead of this. I'm not so overwhelmed. Mm. Um, So pick one thing. Now, if your listeners are listening at home, um, I always assign this when I'm doing live classes and we start by I want you to pick out a drawer or your your desk where you pay bills, and I want you to clean it up. And then I want you to write down whatever happens, whether what whatever form of prosperity comes in, uh, gifts, um, something, money. Uh, you find money on the street. I mean, I was uh, what did I clean? I cleaned something up before I went down to visit my mom, and my mom ended up giving me $1,000. <laughs> um, while I was there, I was like, whoa, okay. So, I mean, this works. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So just pay attention, though, to what comes in. So for you, just do one little thing until you get home, and then pick a drawer.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're, and we're, then- in, we're in a lucky position because when we go back, we're actually moving into a new place. So we've got, we got a blank canvas, so we just need to be very conscious right. when we go back that we uh, – great kind of zen
1: in our space yeah and if you don't use it or you don't find beauty um i just sold a paint the the other thing is being resourceful is the last chapter i just sold a painting that i no longer liked and she sold it for 1200 dollars. gave me 780 i bought a new dining room table we are going to sell the chairs it'll more than pay for the new chairs and table so there you go just be really resourceful, mm-hmm. you know. If you want something, what can I sell that I don't use anymore, and find something more beautiful?
0: Absolutely. So we're coming up to the kind of the final piece now, Cheryl. There was one element we talked about very briefly on the last call uh, that I would like to touch upon. You spoke about four different types uh, of money types. Um, I don't know if you remember. I think it was... yes,
1: money personalities. Yeah.
0: So could you touch upon that yeah. very, very briefly?
1: Sure, sure. And I think um, the good thing is I've I've discovered that money personalities change so you can have one now but move towards another and then maybe you'll you'll notice so there's four there's uh the saver uh loves to save money obviously the spender loves to buy stuff um the miser you can you know somebody who just um, there's a lot of names for these people, tight wads, <laughs> you know, whatever. They're just, spending money is really hard. Yeah. And then also um, the avoider. Yes. And the avoiders, that's who I work with a lot because they don't want to look things. They're afraid they've got debt, whatever. The trick again, is that cave metaphor. If you look, and if you go close towards it, and maybe you have to start by just looking at one thing, or um, you've been afraid to look at your online banking, or you're afraid to look at your debt, credit card balances, just just trust me, go in there and do it. And then notice what you're afraid of, go clear that energy. So these are the four types. I was always a saver. Um, in fact, when John and I got married, John the doctor, his accountant. He took me to his accountant, and I had my own financial stuff. And the guy looked at John and said, "Oh, there's all these. Oh my God! Oh my God, John, you've got a saver." <laughs> and you know, so I was a saver. But then we were in the heydays where we were both making really good money. We spent it. You know, we didn't saved. We always had our savings goals, and we always met those goals. But we spent. So now I'm back to a saver. Because good old John retired a year and a half ago, and we're in a new time of our lives. So I want it to work for me, and I like earning and bringing money in. So so I'm going back to being a saver and very resourceful, as I just mentioned, about selling a painting and wanting a dining room table and getting it. So without money being, (laughs) without me spending money I didn't have, right? Absolutely. I think those can move around. And if you, one thing I'd also like to suggest is that you think about your family. Like my dad was a saver. My mom was the spender Mm -hmm. because mom grew up as a child born in the depression here in the U S she, to her not having things, the lack mentality just drove her to shop, still shops today, still into shopping. And I think that you know, there's reasons why are we spending? Where um, did we not get enough as a child? You know, so just begin to ask yourselves questions. You know, um, what might have, what might be driving my behavior? Because there's always a thought or a belief mm-hmm. or a story that tr- causes you to take action, and that gives you the result you have today financially. Absolutely. So your financial scenario today is a result of what you believe and if you don't like where you are change it and that's you know starting with uh clearing getting clear about what you believe or fear and then going to brad's site tap Nice,
0: very powerful so sharon the, f- yeah. the final thing for us to do before we go to the very quick fire round is you've spoken about the uh books and programs you're coming up this year what is the best way for people to find out about your work and to uh, just stay in tune with what you've got coming out.
1: Oh, thank you. They can go to CherylBarr.com. So it's S-H-E-R-O-L-D-B-A-R-R.com. And I will have, uh, we're going to give away the book in the end of February, um, but in the meantime, I'm focused on a lot of money uh, issues right now. I'm writing about forgiveness today, but I'm going to be writing about stories around money beliefs. So people getting on my list, I very much give value each week um, to help you with money business mindset. So that's the best thing. And then Reach for More comes out end of February. Awesome. And if they're on my list, they'll get it because I'll give everybody on my list, I'll give it, give it to them free awesome. Uh, awesome. for a peri- limited period of time. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Look forward to seeing that. So then, our two final quick fire questions, Sharon, before we wrap up the show today. The first is uh, what's the most um, impactful, powerful book that you've ever read that's impacted you in terms of financial transformation in your, in your own journey?
1: Um, there's so many, um, I would say the most impactful book was, um, it was also one of the most challenging for me to wrap my head around, but I got it, uh, was Byron Katie's, uh, book called, um, Loving What Is. And that had led me to question what I believed about money, what I believed about, um, anything around myself. So it's not per se a money book, um, but it's a book that I highly recommend. I read Susie Orman's books. I like Susie Orman a lot. Mm -hmm. She's really practical. So um, I think she's fantastic. Um, I also, one of your guests uh, is a friend of mine, Barry Tesler Linden wrote Art of Money. That's a great book. It's a good book. So I think Uh, For me, though, that book changed my life and the work of Byron Katie changed my life because I began to realize I'm not the thoughts I think I am. That's my ego spinning stories and trying to protect me. That's very different than my higher self and my soul. So that allows you to go for what you want because you are not those beliefs. You can question them and find what's really true. And most of the time, it's the opposite of what you believe. That that may sound esoteric, but it's that's true. not the power. Of it. I, yeah, absolutely. I've
0: experienced that in my own world as well. So the the final question, Sherrod, is what does it mean to be unstoppable to you?
1: It means, um, and I love that you call yours this. It means to be able that fear isn't going to stop you because truly, the only thing that prevents you, anyone listening, from focusing on what they want is fear. And that's it. I mean, if you can make, ask yourself, you know, what is fear trying to tell me? And if you can write it down and out it again, and then say, how can I work with you Mm -hmm. so that you're not so afraid? Um, And then go close to it. Like I've said, go close to it, especially if you're on your path. Um, So I think. I think uh, did that answer your question? Absolutely,
0: sure. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you again for uh, for rejoining me on, on the show and uh, creating a, a marvelous episode on financial transformation and for unleashing your greatness today we onstop All Podcast. It's been a real pleasure once again to, to spend some time with you, and I, I can't wait to share this episode as part of the overall transformation series to kick off 2017. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you to Cheryl for coming back and
0: recording for a second time. It was sure worth the wait, and I hope that you found today's session as valuable as I did. During the session, Cheryl spoke about her free three-part workshop that she's going to give to the Unstoppable listeners on overcoming your money blocks. So please head over to danjgregory.com forward slash 88 to get the links to the workshop and sign up for your place. That's danjgregory.com forward slash 88. And do check out the resources that we discussed during today's episode. So, what are your financial goals for this year? Do you have a clear plan? The deeper I delve into both the principles of business and financial success, the more I recognize that clarity is a function of the results that you experience. You can take massive action, but if you're not totally clear about the direction that you're heading, then how can you be sure that you're taking the right actions? To help you get totally clear on your goals, plans, and actions for 2017, I will be back on Monday in my solo round with a special workshop-style episode where I'll be walking you through my exact 10-step process for developing total clarity, setting unstoppable goals, and eliciting the motivation and inspiration necessary to follow through on your goals and plans in 2017. Even if you've already set your goals for this year and you feel clear, Do tune in and run your goals through this process as a filter because it will multiply your probability for success in 2017. Finally, if you would like my personal help in unleashing your greatness, building your empire in 2017 and becoming unstoppable, then great news. The doors are now open to my eight-week Unstoppable Entrepreneur Programme. This program was originally built for myself when I was going through those times of struggle at the beginning of my business career three or four years ago to really transform not only my mindset, but my business and the strategies required to build the business that I have today. So this is a prolific, interactive program, and there's nothing else like it out there. I've put together a special 75-minute free training to help you have your best year yet, and I filmed a walkthrough of how I can help you with the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program to grow your business this year. So do check out the full details of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program and the free 75-minute training over at danjgregory.com forward slash best year yet. That's danjgregory.com forward slash best year yet and once again you will find the links within the show notes of today's episode i hope to see you there thank you for tuning in as always i encourage you wholeheartedly to share this podcast and this episode from the feedback that i receive week in week out for my listeners i know that these sessions make a real difference so please share the show on social media to do your part in building the unstoppable wave Until next time, I hope to see you again on Monday. Go out there, unleash your greatness, build your empire, make your impact and live your ultimate life. You are unstoppable.